Welcome to SolkanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to Soconicast episode 35, Joints and Joints! Joints! What's up? I'm your host, Tana Whitevin, owner of Sokana Fitness and Wellness. And with me, as always, is my other host, <laughs> Lucia Holly, nutritional therapy practitioner, running my practice out of Sokana Wellness. Whoop whoop! Woo! All right, episode 35. <sighs> Uh, it's a it's a nice number. Yeah, it's feeling like substantial. It's the average age of everyone I know. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Speaking of average age, oh no, turning thirty tomorrow. <gasps> thirty, thirty, thirty. And I'm I'm making my thirty for thirty list. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm currently it, working on it. How far are you? Uh, it's mostly mental and <laughs> jotted, and so I need to like write it. Yeah, it's jotted on like pieces of paper yeah, around the scraps, house. Scraps, yeah. So I need to write it out. But some, I think there are a lot of them are, are gym related. So that's oh, fine. That works. Like you spend time in a gym. I do. So it's Ooh. okay. Um, so we'll see. You looking forward to your birthday? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not afraid to turn thirty. Cool. I've been saying I'm, I'm thirty since I was like twenty six. Oh yeah, so. keeping it easy. Well, I'm just like I feel like I'm one of those people that's always wanted to be older than they are. <sighs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I know stuff. People have always thought I'm older than I am because I'm pretty quiet, and but really because I'm tall. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was a junior in high school, and I was walking through the lunch line, and there was like a new lunch guy or something, and he's like, oh, are you the school nurse? No, <laughs> the school nurse. I was like, I'm young for my grade. I'm 15. No. Are you the school nurse? Wow. But that's like, good, though. People think you have an air of authority. It's just they have to, like, look up. <laughs> and oh that's confusing. <laughs> I love it, though. Anyway. Yeah. I, People have always also thought I'm older than I am. Yeah. But it's literally because sometimes I'll tell them that. But also because <laughs> I Trickery. fake it till I make it. You yeah. made it. I've made it now. I'm officially 30 now. I can just say I'm 30. Are you okay? So you're not going to just bump up to 40. Oh, yeah. No, I'll probably start saying I'm in my mid 30s. People are like, gosh, her skin looks so good. Yeah. I'll be what like, does she do? I'm, uh, I'm almost 35. <gasps> yeah. It's because she works out. Right. That's what I'm going to tell people. So I don't have like huge plans for it or anything. Mm-hmm. going to come to the open workout because it cool. starts tomorrow. So excited um, to hear the what announcement. the announcement tonight yeah and then um on saturday night we rented a fancy hotel room oh cool yeah awesome so and we're gonna have fancy dinner it's such a fancy hotel room they allow dogs is it like a staycation or is it like in a different no it's here it's in the north loop cool yeah but i was just like i don't know i don't i don't know do something special yeah and i didn't really want to plan anything yeah easy so i didn't want to plan a big party or anything like that because i feel like number one that's a lot of work on my part it's more event coordination. Yeah, I don't really want to coordinate <laughs> event. And, like, I don't know. Last year I went out to a dinner, which was really nice with some friends. But it it just, I don't know. I'm not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear ya. Just in the mood to kind of, like, be in a fancy room and take a fancy shower. Yeah. 
Well, it's nice that your birth that your actual birthday is on Friday too. Yeah. It's like end of the week, so you get to have some space around it, but yep. it can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Cool. That's that's pretty much all I've done in the last week. <laughs> your list. <laughs> yeah, it's come up with my list. Yeah. And and uh, uh, practice tarot reading. <gasps> Ooh. So I've been doing that tell, every day. Tell me about that. What what has that been like? Oh, it's it's good. Like the more you do it, the more you sort of like I don't know, feel like you can interpret the cards more quickly. Uh-huh. I feel like I don't really believe in, like, I don't know. Like, I've I've never been religious or anything like that or had religion in my life, and this is probably the closest I've come to it. Yeah. Having, like, ooh, magic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just trying to be open to the experience. Sure, yeah, kind of that spiritual energy. Something. Something's coming up, and you're yeah. kind of accepting it for what it is. And Amy's been helping me out. Cool. Ask Amy Kate. Yeah, ask her for advice. She, I was telling her, like, oh, I, I tried to draw a tarot card for Petey. Because uh, I'm like, I'm sure you can read a, a dog's tarot. Yeah. So I just drew one card, make yeah. it simple, because he's a simple boy. And it was the devil card, which I had never seen before, and I had not, certainly not drawn for myself. <laughs> and it was about, like, addiction and how you're, like, <laughs> addicted to something and you need to, like stop and whatever and I thought well obviously this just doesn't work and then Amy's like I don't know you should look up some other readings of the devil card and I looked it up and it's all about the master slave relationship total dog I'm like oh Petey. <laughs> oh Petey it's like you are controlled by someone else and you make all your decisions to please them I'm like that's true yeah so maybe it's pretty accurate so, and maybe not a negative thing, especially in a little dog context, right? Yeah, yeah. it's good for him yeah. to have someone who helps him. I want to pull a card for my dog, Hazel. <laughs> pull one for when I get home. Do it. Oh, I my can. gosh, do it and then let me know. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'll, we can maybe post the picture of it on the, yes. on the site. Let's do it. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> and... So I I certainly am not like experienced a tarot reading. I'm I'm actually paying to get my tarot read on the f- uh, in March, so that I can. Because mm. one of the things in the book it says like you should have someone else read your tarot as often as you can so that you can like see how it's done. But I really like it because it's sort of just like all the cards have something to think about, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't really matter to me. I don't know. It doesn't really matter if if they're actually magic or not. It just it's nice to have some other piece of wisdom that you can just look at and like think about your own thing. So if you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, you know, what's something I should focus on today? And you pull a card that's like, you know, you have change coming your way and you should think about like, are you open to it or not? Like, I think that's just interesting to ponder on yeah. whether or not it comes from anywhere special. It's like putting a, a new structure context onto the way that you think about your life yeah I just I just feel like you can be cynical and still participate in stuff that's I don't know self-care in a lot of ways yeah it's like purposeful time just for me to think about stuff that maybe has given me been giving me anxiety yeah and I can like refocus it in a way that's not anxious well, that's you, like active. you've like set up a whole room in your house, right? I do have a special altar room ah. with all my witchy goodness and my mobility mat. And <laughs> I got this like blanket that I can put over the mat so I can like be super comfortable when I'm doing mobility and I have like all these candles lit. And then I've been doing mobility and ending it with a meditation. Nice. Wow. 
And um, and then at the end of that, I'll read a, a card. Mm-hmm. So I'm like super open to whatever it is. Yeah. I've been pulling the Wheel of Fortune hmm. recently, hmm. which is weird. It's weird. Well, it's, there's um, 78 cards in the deck. But you keep on playing the same one. Yeah. Ah. Seems weird <laughs> to pull the same card a bunch of times. It does. And it's sort of like something good is coming your way, like something, some new change, something big is coming. And I'm like, oh, oh. God, what is it? And then I did Josh's reading, and he also got the Wheel of Fortune. <gasps> So I'm like, whoa, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but I'm just trying to be available to it. Ooh, I know. But he also got the pregnancy card. And I'm like, uh, okay. That's what I was thinking when you said Wheel of Fortune. Well, but it's more of an active choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not a surprise because it's not 1950. Right. Uh, So, anywho. Yeah. Yeah, So, just looking out for that. Maybe Josh is just going to be pregnant with like a food baby. Oh my god! Your epic and it's a surprise Saturdays. food baby. Someone drops off food at our house. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like the fact that it's my birthday, and so the change like things are coming. Like I'm actually getting physical gifts in mm-hmm. the mail. Mm-hmm. Changes coming because I feel like 30 now. I don't know. Change of routine, like you're setting aside yeah. what you maybe typically do on a Friday and or Saturday. Yeah. For some special events. Yeah. What I typically do. Yeah. Like a show and then go to sleep or yeah. <laughs> watch something on TV and fall asleep. So. Cool. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> that voice. Um, My week was very low key. I've been, while you're talking, I was like, what? What did I, what did I do this week? I went to Target a couple of times. Ooh. God, um. <laughs> too much Target. I've never, I never thought I would say this, but living by the Richfield Target, you live really. Is that the one you go to? I'll go to that one or to the one at the Quarry, actually. Oh, okay. The Lake Street one is closest to me, but um, I feel like Quarry just has more options. And same with Richfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somehow I've gone there too much. <laughs> You've like, I've overdone Target. Yeah, wow. it's too crowded. I can't. It's like my pharmacy now. And I'm just like, oh, I have to go all the way to Target for the pharmacy. And then when you're there, you have to pick up like six other things. Not special. I will say no. it got it got to be special t- for me this weekend because of their sock selection. Yes. Oh got some God. good socks, especially a pair that has shrimp on it that says Big Shrimpin'. And they were so great that Hannah also got a pair. Oh, so. Such a dream. That, what, a, what a good gift. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, that made my week. <laughs> I'm planning on wearing them tomorrow. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Maybe Depending what the workout is, if I had to protect my shins, maybe not because mm. they're little baby socks. They are, they are little baby socks. Well, should we talk about joints? Yeah, in addition oh, yeah. to protecting shins, got to protect those giants. Yeah, that's right. So you're gonna go. You're gonna start us off again. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start the lead today. I'm gonna take this. Take the reins. Take those reins. Um. Okay. So joints. The thing about joints is that there's a lot I could say. Because there's a lot of different questions people have about their joint health. Um, but also there's a lot of stuff that about joints that's just like straight up out of my realm. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, I would be kind of faking it if I answered those questions. So I'm going to be I'm gonna be more along the lines of like, if you're a lay person, how can you sort of get the basic understanding of what your joints are for? How to keep them healthy and how to recognize when like you have joint pain versus other types of pain perfect because i think we we just learn a really basic anatomy as kids and most people don't go anywhere beyond that unless you are in the medical field and so when you become an adult and you start working out and you're like 
I think I might have sprained my joint. I'm like, the, some <laughs> people break say, it down for you. People say that to me, and I'm just like, no, there's no chance that you did that. No way, you yeah. did not do that. Yeah. The, whatever. But <laughs> or when they're like, I've pulled a muscle. I'm just like, you don't. Well, you heard that? Where'd you hear that? Yeah. That's a very common phrase. Oh, to pull a muscle. God, it is so common. We should do a whole episode <laughs> called I Pulled a Muscle. Yeah. And I'll just explain to you how that that's not true yeah. <laughs> about your muscle. Let's do it. Anyway, that's besides the point. What do you, what would you, how would you describe a joint? Um, I would say a joint is a place in your body where there is like profound movement. Profound. Wow. Yeah. Like your muscles can move, but like the difference between like your shin and the top of your leg. So the knee is the joint. So there's a big difference between what's happening. You're blushing right now. (laughs) You put me on the spot. I mean, you could simplify it more than that. It's really just where the bones meet each other. Okay. And there is movement, profound movement. (laughs) It's going to be the name of your book. Yeah, it's profound movement (laughs) within one of it. It's, um... Yeah, where your where your bones meet, and where you can bend, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a few types I'm of not joints a dictionary. in this world. <laughs> There's a few types of joints. There's a ball and socket joint. Okay. Shoulders, hips. Those are ball and socket joints. So you can imagine, mm-hmm. literally, like if you take your fist and then you make a fist and you have your other hand open and you kind of like put your fist into your other hand. Yeah. Um, you can move in many different ways Mm -hmm. and it kind of creates a little like pocket for it Mm -hmm. that's the ball and socket ball and socket yeah or ball and hand pocket whatever (laughs) and those joints allow for backward forward sideways and rotation it's a lot of movement yeah so you can really like make your arm go a lot of different places make your leg go a lot of different places and, and it can turn you know you can have full internal rotation and full external rotation in both of those joints so those are the big the big things that we think about a lot. There's also the hinge joints, which are like fingers, knees, elbows, toes, stuff that just allows mm-hmm. bending in one direction. Right. Not both directions. Right. That would be scary. Some people, Your knees would look horrible. Some people can, right? They have something else going on. They can have more, or is that a different part of the body? So you're talking about hyperextension? Well, yeah, just curious that for someone... Yeah, well, it's not like the hinge joint is going in both directions in that case. Right. It's just their range of motion is is different. I don't really actually know about double jointedness. Like yeah. what... That seems like a misleading phrase. Well, right. Right. It's not like you have two ball and socket joints. No. Um, it's just that there's that hyperextension. Uh, yeah, it's e- just unusual hypermobility. Yeah. Okay, so that's a whole other thing. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. But hypermobility in the joints doesn't actually change the shape of the joints um, in, in terms of how we understand them. It's mostly just uh, like their ability to stretch further, maybe their ligaments. Right, yeah. It's more not, than anything. It's not structural difference. Exactly. Um, and so, okay, so then there are those hinge joints and then there's also pivot, pivot joints like the neck. So oh, it allows okay. you to rotate. Side to side. We're rotating. Yeah, you can actually. We're saying yes and no with our necks. You should all do that too right now. Yeah. You've all probably been sitting for a few hours yep. at your desk or looking at your phone. And then there's also ellipsoidal joints, Ooh. which are like your wrist, uh, wrist joint, which allows all types of movement except for pivotal. Gotcha. Yeah. So you can't continue to like turn. 
You can't. Um, that's a that's something that we'll do in one of the mobility classes, the Tuesday evening extra long with Darshan. Mm-hmm. He has this thing that we do where we put our palm we're like standing up we put our palm flat on a block and then we're moving our whole body around to see how much mobility we have in our wrist and it can be surprising you go one way then the other way and like put your hand down the other way love that yeah i do too so there's lots of different types of joints the ones the ones that you typically like hear people talk about the most are their hips their shoulders and their knees yeah a a lot of people talk about their wrists and ankles as well and Mm -hmm. the pain that they may have there but if we're thinking about athletes in general, I hear the most complaints about knees and hips and shoulders. Why like, do you, oh, I'm got achy this or like this is tight, whatever. What do you think that is? Is it specific to athletes? Is oh, it like overuse? I mean, I think it's probably everyone mm-hmm. does that, but that's just my experience. Mm-hmm. Like that's just my who I talk to yeah. the most is what I mean. But I mean, people who are suffering from arthritis might talk more about their finger joints mm-hmm. or... You know, the, you don't understand what I'm saying? Like yep. the, the difference between people who are actually suffering from serious joint pain right. and people who are just like, like I aching. feel I feel my knee. Exactly. Yeah. Or they're like, I've got bad knees and they don't really know what that means. Yeah, yeah. So some of the things that exist in the joint. Um, so like I said, it's where bones meet each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those joints are mobile, which allows the bones to actually move within the joint. And there's some different types of tissue that allow that to actually happen. So cartilage, that's the tissue that covers the surface of the bone at the joint. So they don't actually just grind on each other. Yeah. You hear a lot about cartilage when people talk about joints, like cartilage Mm -hmm. loss. And sometimes that happens just over time. And for some people that happens with like osteoarthritis. So it happens sooner than it should, especially in the knees. Mm -hmm. There's the synovial membrane. Mm, synovial fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the tissue that lines the joint and seals it into the capsule of the joint. And then there's fluid in there that allows the joint to be to move. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the ligaments. And this is where I think people start to get really confused about what a joint is versus like what muscle is and what hurts. Um, ligaments and tendons. Your ligaments connect your bone to your bone. So they are the tough, thick, elastic bands of connective tissue that surround the joint and they give it support and they limit its movement. So people who have hyperflexibility probably have more mobile t- ligaments. Right. But they're, they're, that's what prevents you from having your joint just like fly all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it keeps it from moving in too many directions, but right. also um, allows, allows your fluidity between the bones by connecting bone to bone it's like a cable yeah between yeah yeah, between two bones yeah and then the tendons um that's what attaches the muscle to the joint itself okay so that's a muscle to bone connection Mm. your tendon and then your ligament is bone to bone ligament bone to bone muscle to bone is tendon right that's really important for people to understand at least to have a basic understanding if you're doing self like self-diagnosis and like obviously if you're having real issues with stuff you definitely need to go to a doctor but if you're just trying to like get started yeah with knowing where to go with your feeling 
in your body, it's it's good. It's good to have some responsibility for what's going on in there to yeah, understand it. The body awareness. Yeah. And there's also the bursa that's existing in the joint. Mm. You know about bursa? Well, I know about bursitis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious looking, is by the way. Inflammation of the bursa. Yeah, it just po- pops right open. <laughs> you look like Popeye. Yeah, you look insane like, when you get bursitis. Okay, yeah. so bursas are little fluid fluid sacs. And they, they sit between the bones or the ligaments and other structures. So they kind of like populate the areas between the structures to provide some more cushion mm. um, and prevent friction. And you can see like bursa, when people get bursitis and they like, what what will happen is they'll accidentally like knock their elbow in a certain way or like, I've seen it mostly in the elbow. That's where I feel like I've seen it. Yeah, mostly in the elbow. I, I, you can get bursitis anywhere, I think. Yeah. But um, I've seen people do it where they like knock their elbow a certain way or they land on the ice mm. or something like that and they'll pop a bursa sac and it'll what happens is the fluid has nowhere to go. <laughs> so it just like bubbles. It looks like you have a big bubble yeah. on your arm. Yeah. Um, and that can be pretty scary, yep. although it's pretty innocuous. Like it will heal itself over time. Sure. But it's pretty freaky looking yeah. and it can limit your range of motion temporarily and make you have to kind of adjust your your life for does, a little bit. Does that happen to tennis players a lot? I just think of a tennis player when I hear about bursitis. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Actually, there's certainly tennis elbow. Oh um, yeah. Which is tendonitis. Oh. <laughs> tendinosis, but Right. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So, so that's kind of like the the dummies guide to joints. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who are joint scientists know that those are actually way more complicated, but yeah as easy as we can make it you know the better so that you can sort of understand like what the difference is between what you know what are you actually doing when you're like being active yeah what's moving yeah what's moving what's not moving exactly um what's moving and what's causing movement yeah so uh so with your joints when there's a there's like a few things that people always want to think and talk about one is like oh joint pain like what does it mean to have joint pain versus other types of pain so let's say you have somebody who's who says they come into the gym and they're like oh i've been working out and all of a sudden i just like have knee pain like Mm -hmm. i have creaky knees like they hurt my knees are hurting um like i think my knee joint is hurting right but (laughs) you have to think about how complex that knee joint is in terms of the types of tissue that live inside of it Mm. we talked a little bit about this when i mentioned cartilage but if you have missing cartilage it's like a constant grinding from bone to bone that's the kind of pain that hurts when you're just laying there when you're just walking or you know it literally limits your range of motion because the pain is so severe even the just the i like the visual in my head of like bone on bone contact, yeah, like gives me like uh, yeah, it's a lot of pain. Yeah. So that that a lot of times people know about that already. Like I have a handful of clients who can't go to a certain range of motion because they just are missing cartilage in some areas, or they have to be really careful about pounding, running, yeah, jumping, yeah. stuff that would cause that bone on bone pressure mm-hmm. to accumulate. So that's one thing. Um, and that that like arthritic pain from the cartilage or arthritic pain from uh, just general inflammation in the joint, which I know you're going to talk about. Yep. 
that is very different than what most people experience mm. and and when they're pointing to their joints. Mm. So a lot of times people will say like, oh, my shoulder, and they don't quite understand like what they're looking at yeah. or their knee, like, oh, my knee's really hurting. Um, and they'll point to a certain area of the knee and they're like, yeah, it's this part of the joint. Mm. Really, what the, most of the times what they're pointing to is a tendon. So um, think about it this way. When you start to grow your muscle, you can grow muscle pretty quickly. It doesn't take long. Like one one month, you can start to see really great muscle change mm-hmm. and growth. Your tendons are a little slower. Mm. They can grow pretty fast, but they take a while to catch up. It might be more like three to six months before your tendons really start to accumulate uh those like t- fibrous tissue we talked about, like what when they start to enlarge, it just takes a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. you might start growing muscle quicker than you can actually keep up with your tendon. Sometimes what will happen is you'll get a shortening of the tendon. Mm-hmm. And when you shorten the tendon, remember connect the connection between muscle and bone is the tendon. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to pull up on that bone. Hmm. So if you think about your knee... Like, even if you just think about your patellar tendon. So your patellar tendon runs in right to your kneecap, your patella. <laughs> Weird, right? Where, you put your hand right on that. Where is the tendon? Is it on one side? Yeah, it's on the top. Other? On the very top. Yeah, so it connects to the top, like, a little, and then just, like, holds on, like. Yeah. <laughs> holds like, on to your patella. Little, little sucker guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you tell I was a, I'm a real scientist here? <laughs> But it comes in and attaches right to your patella and sucks onto the top. So if you have um, been doing a lot of squatting and you're not fla- and you're not doing any sort of stretching, so there's all sorts of like um, build up tension and your fascia is tight yeah. and your muscles growing rapidly and so it's really holding tension. Mm-hmm. It's gonna pull on your patella, mm-hmm. on your patellar tendon, which is then gonna pull up on your patella. And that's going to make your joint feel out of whack or like mm. something feel painful. But you sh- usually people point to the same places when they have that problem. Gotcha. They're like, oh, I feel it here, like above the knee. Or, oh, it's right here below the kneecap. But it's inside. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, <laughs> I know how to explain it yeah. to you really Let me quickly. tell you. Yeah. So a lot of times people have that type of pain and that comes directly from not taking mm. care of their muscle. Mm. So from lack of recovery either from food lack of food recovery or yeah. just like lack of mobility yep. they get that shortening in the tendon um if you have a ligament pain that's a little bit different hmm. so you might get ligament problems from something probably a little bit more traumatic like maybe you're running and you trip or you kind of step in the wrong way and hmm. you feel a sudden and sharp pain or a sudden tug mm-hmm. and then your knee hurts every time it moves, no matter what. So, like, if you're laying down and and you're, if your knee has been hurting and you're laying down and someone else grabs your foot and you relax and then they move your leg around, mm-hmm. <coughs> if it hurts a bunch and you can locate the hurt, then it's probably a ligament issue. Mm. The bone-to-bone connection has been strained in some way. Yeah. If they're moving your knee around and it hurts and it's not a really a specific spot, you might be dealing with like inflammation of the actual joint. Right. If you're laying down and they move your leg around, you don't feel the pain. You only feel the pain when you move your leg. It's a tendon problem. Gotcha. Especially if it's down near the joint. 
where the where the muscle actually connects. Mm-hmm. If it's like in the middle of the muscle belly, then it's a muscle problem. Right. So I think for me, like as a coach, it's so it's just really important that people understand like where things link in and connect yeah. in. Yeah. Not because I think anyone's questions are stupid, mm-hmm. but because it might be nice to answer that question for yourself before you come for to me or to anyone else for other advice. Yep. So that you're not just like, I kind of hurt here. Mm-hmm. And then we go through this series of steps together. Right. You can actually think like, okay, I'm kind of hurting here, right above my knee. And it doesn't hurt if I like lay down and have someone else move my leg. It hurts when I squat only. And it doesn't hurt after I warm up. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> you answered your own damn question. Yeah. <laughs> your tendon's probably really tight. Your muscle's probably really tight. It's time yeah. to do some mobility. And maybe even use like a sleeve or something on your on your um, joint, which just helps you like keep those tendons warm sure. and warm up faster. Yeah. <sighs> so that's that's my overall. That's my like little pitch to yeah. the world is, um, even just knowing this basic outline of like how these areas function can help you. Number one, understand like what it means to load and stack. A joint number two it can help you understand like why you might be having pain Mm -hmm. um i think yeah go ahead it also speaks to the idea that it's okay to be present in your body and to feel even if you are feeling something weird or different or new that you can be with it yes it's going to be different if there's something really acute going on right if you sprain your ankle that's a different type of pain than if you just kind of it felt funny because you stepped on it one easy easy way versus something really really tough right or you've been doing a lot of pull-ups and suddenly your elbow hurts Mm -hmm. it's not because you're having joint problems right it's probably because you're having some tendinitis from just overuse and you can feel the hurt and then do the steps that hannah just listed and work through it yeah mostly rest and mobilize yeah and bring that awareness back to what's going on exactly yeah um so that's the, that's the most important thing I wanted to talk about. There's a lot when it comes to joints and joint health that very intelligent people could tell you all about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we could just have Wendy back on and talk no. about shoulder joints all day. Wendy. And like what it looks like when you get like a slap tear, and <laughs> you know, and, or when your humeral head is out of place, all that stuff. Ooh, I don't scary. really know as much. I don't really know much about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I know it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... I do think having some understanding of how your joints work is really important. It's also really important to know, to understand like what it means to be using your tendons and muscles versus your actual joints. So if you're stacking with your shoulder joint and you're trying to be uh, like holding a weight above your head, you can think about each of your joints and how they work. You know, start with the wrist and you're like, okay, well, if I want this hinge joint to be stacked in the most appropriate way so that I'm not using my ligaments to hold up my bone and I'm not using my tendons to control it. And I'm going to make sure it's stacked bone to bone. Mm. So it's straight. Right. And then locking out my elbow so I can stack my forearm, you know, over my arm and make sure I'm not just using my bicep to do that, that I'm also using my bones. And then I'm going to put my shoulder in external rotation so that I can stack my shoulder joint. You do know what I'm saying? So I do, you can, yeah. Thinking about just how the joint works and understanding what the pieces are that can that connect it and keep it moving in certain directions can help you better understand why we ask you to do certain things. Yeah. 
Like, why do we say keep a straight arm when you're holding a weight over your head? It's not just because we think it looks pretty. It's because we're asking you to do to hold a lot of weight, and we don't want you doing it just strictly over your tendons and ligaments. Right. It's going to be the most efficient use of your body mechanics and right. the safest. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing I just wanted to add in um, about joint health is that if you're thinking about your joints and you are, let's say you're not an athlete, you're not somebody who's trying to do a lot of work right now, you're trying to just like, you know, move and and recover even. Mm. The the important things you could think about are full range of motion. Um, so if you tend to be pretty inactive, you're going to have actually more stiffness than somebody who is really active, mm. even though the phrase stiffness, I think, can be misused a little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a little creaky when I wake up and I'm a little bit tight. Um, stiffness, I mean, like, you actually can't hit a range of motion that you had before. Yeah. So you're going to find that that stiffness happens and or even just, like, regular movement has some creakiness and pain to it right away mm -hmm. if you're not doing full range of motion exercises. So if you're shorting your movements um, when you're exercising, even, like, if you're swimming or doing just, like, going for a walk, mm -hmm. um, be mindful of full range of motion of the joint, like, practice doing some squats even if you're using some assistance in some way so that you can get your or just even bending and straightening your leg as a warm-up yeah it's like waking it all up yep and then the other thing that's really important is joint health is extremely reliant on your muscle health mm. and that's why a lot of older people have joint problems is because you start to lose muscle mass yeah and if you're not actively working to maintain it even though you know you're hormones are changing and so your ability to maintain muscle is going to change as you as you age if you're not working to maintain the muscle you can maintain you're definitely going to see joint problems because yeah. the joints then will take the brunt of the load when you're carrying something like your own body oh yeah it's like anyone that i see who's getting <coughs> older where they're like oh i'm feeling stiff and achy it's like good man go move like move it or lose it yep go go get that muscle yes it's, it's worth it it's worth it it's please so worth it please and then the other thing that's often talked about with joint health is is uh, weight loss. If you are dealing with some excess weight mm. and you're having pain in your joints, and that might be a place to look. I would say that can go hand in hand with muscle development, though. And inflammation, mm -hmm. too, if your body is holding on to excess weight. Yes. A sign that there's some other stuff going on. Yeah. But if you're thinking about like what to do first, mm. um, there's no reason that you can't think about your weight loss protocol at the same time as thinking about your muscle gaining yeah, yeah. protocol. Because if you're gaining muscle and that's adding physical pounds to your body, that's still going to do a lot to protect your joints versus just losing the weight. And from the flip side, if you're gaining muscle, you're also, muscle uses a lot of, it's going to increase your metabolism exactly. at the end of the day. So, yeah. Which is so what we go. want if we're there trying to accomplish that goal. That's right. The only other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I feel like I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important and I, there's not like a ton of research that I could really find to rely on and maybe someone out there who's listening can help me further clarify this, but um, something I've noticed is that when people are like undergoing rapid muscle growth, so like more rapid than the average person, mm -hmm. um, then there can be increased tension in the joints or increased pain in the joints more than like or somebody else. Like in what in what context would that so happen? So teenagers um, or kids who are like engaging in intense athletics. Or yes, like just specifically like if they're doing a ton of weightlifting, okay. or like people maybe who are transitioning and using testosterone. Mm. Um, if 
just and some of this is like anecdotal that I've seen and some of it is from my understanding from like working uh with teenagers and you know reading about like how to best work with teenagers when you're working with kids and teens you're purposely uh not overloading them constantly like you might have them do like eight rep maxes five rep maxes often but you're not going to have them do like their heaviest single that frequently Mm. because they um not only are they undergoing rapid muscle growth and change their body is also like more tends to be more fluid yeah and they don't they can't hold as much tension and they also uh sometimes still have some plates sure yep that are, like you know so they're not actually settled into their bodies yeah but in the same rate i also notice that um sometimes people who are um using testosterone either as a supplement or as a um uh, in a medicinal way to right. like go through transition will also experience some increased joint pain mm. because they can get they can become fast really quickly yeah so i brought it i bring it up just because if that's like something that you've been experiencing there might be a real um, uh, you know some some reasoning behind it mm-hmm. and my only advice would be just don't focus as much on the one rep max outcome or the heaviest that you can do every single time think more about um increasing load over a large number of reps like mm. thinking about growing your five rep max or your three rep max it's going to help you uh keep up with the rate of your body change if that makes sense it does make sense and i feel like so often everyone just wants to hit like what's their biggest number it's going to be that one rep max so why wouldn't we want to just be working on getting that even bigger all the time yeah and in terms of like your abil- your body's ability to keep up with your growth your muscles grow faster than your tendons your tendons are going to get stronger faster than your ligaments which take are much harder <laughs> to strengthen and then your bone density is takes even longer yeah. so um when you're thinking about rapid fire muscle growth if everything's not keeping up then you might notice weirder pain like weirder arthritic style pain or maybe just like a lot of tension at your muscle connections and Mm. your tendons so um i I would like to know more about that and and look more into that and if anyone has any articles you can send my way you can tweet those at us at so kind of podcast i would love that so much or if you're an expert (laughs) let's get you on here yes if you're an expert just in general about anything. Yeah. You should talk to us and we'd be like super excited to have you <laughs> interviewed on the show. Oh, by the way, uh, this is a caveat. We have two reviews on iTunes. So we're going to shout out one of them was from an anonymous per Well, someone that we didn't know. But the other one was from Ryan. <laughs> Yay, Ryan. Our friend Ryan. Thank you for the review, Ryan. You're the best. Okay. Speaking of people who are awesome, <laughs> we have a call in this week hello hey caller hello <laughs> say your name uh my name is felipe awesome and uh have you listened to the show before felipe <laughs> i am a long time listener first time caller oh wow Woo! so glorious okay <laughs> did you have some did you have a question today um for us about joints i do uh i've noticed as i've gotten older in age that uh I, my joints get stiffer or get stiff 
especially in the morning. And I was wondering if there's any recommendations for like sups or food that would help with that pain. Oh boy, do we have an answer for you? Sure do. <laughs> do you want to stay on the line and listen to it? Or sure. okay, great. I'll okay. just keep you on speakerphone. <laughs> Okay, so definitely, so Hannah was talking all about what the joint, how it performs, how we have different types of joints, and what I want to talk about are some of the more external factors that we make internal, aka food and hydration, um, that can be affecting our joint health. So just like Felipe's question about feeling stiffer in the morning, wondering what things can come in, what foods maybe need to come out. Definitely lots of ideas for people to play around with. So I kind of love this subject. Great question, Felipe. Um, So even before we start with food, I would say number one tip, and this might sound familiar from other podcasts, but guess what? We're all humans, so it's going to make sense. We want to be looking at hydration status. Are we chronically dehydrated? So what's up with our joints they need to be lubricated Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> hannah's intrigued they so w- drink water felipe are you drinking a lot yeah. of water i i try okay okay good, good. okay step one drink water I got, I got my water bottle of like 32 ounces and i fill it up about twice three times a day nice make sure i get that enough water yeah that's really good And definitely another consideration I want people to think about as we start to move into warmer weather, and someday summer will be here, is that if we're working out a lot or we're sweating a lot, we want to be replacing that as well. So that would mean increasing our water intake. Um, A nice place to start is taking half your body weight in ounces and aiming to drink that amount of water, kind of capping it at a gallon. Okay. So... Don't don't be drinking a gallon and a half every day, Felipe. You won't have a life anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm kind of a hefty guy, so that seems like a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like cap people, it at a gallon. Yeah, cap I like people to cap it at a gallon. Another thing you can do if you feel like when you are drinking more water that that water flushes straight through you, that water might need to be a little bit more saline, might need to have some more electrolytes in it. What you can do for that is put some sea salt, just a pinch or just two. Just a little pinch in the morning. Yeah, try that. See if that feels more fully hydrating, if you feel like your body kind of pulls that water into your cells. Yeah, I try to keep a, a glass of water right by my bed because I feel like in the morning I wake up really thirsty and I just need a big drink of water every morning yeah throw a little salt in there and see how it goes yeah so we have we have our foundation of hydration that's locked in we're drinking plenty of water the next step would be to look at any food sensitivities that might be causing some inflammation and when i'm talking about inflammation i'm talking about um systemic inflammation throughout our whole body so like do you you notice any difference if you eat like a bunch of pasta are you more (laughs) are you more stiff in the morning no, I feel like uh, I don't eat a lot of pasta. I eat a lot of tortillas. I think that's my problem. Oh, <laughs> you have a corn corn inflammation. I have a flour flour tortilla. Oh, okay. And so you notice? Do you notice any difference when you like cut out flour from your diet on your on your joint health? Um, you know, I my I cut it out recently, so it's I haven't noticed a little bit of difference. But also, my workouts have like intensified. Lifting a lot okay. heavier. Yep. So I think that's a the combination of kind of canceling each other out, so it's hard for me to notice. Right. Okay. Yep. So what kind of subs could he go for? So with supplements, if we're thinking about food sensitivities, I think that's really great that you've t- 
taken out or have reduced that flour that's coming in because flour tortilla is going to have gluten. Gluten is a big protein. It can be hard for a lot of people to break down appropriately. That can then be causing um, quite a bit of inflammation depending on the person, depending on their body. So looking at taking those food sensitivities, kind of playing around with those. But, but then, am I wrong that it takes like 30 days to reduce that inflammation from like from a from something like flour um it, it can take it can take quite a few days a for the gut to start to heal okay but also yeah to really be noticing that full slew of improvements okay so it, it might be more like a long-term change than short term yep okay yep um a few things even before supplements i want people to think about foods and that there can be some therapeutic foods one of those would be bone broth so we're actually drinking some liquid that has taken out minerals, taken um, collagen, gelatin from bones and joints of other animals, and then we're drinking that in in an easily digestible form. That can be really huge for joint health. Yeah, I can imagine because the like collagen and elastin are two of the fibers that make up <laughs> your tendons and ligaments, and your ligaments have more collagen than your tendons do. So if you're specifically like in the joint pain yep. then you might be missing some collagen as a secondary supplement do yep. you take any do you take any collagen right now i do not Ooh, I ooh. Take is, is zinc. okay well we have oh you only take zinc well we have a whole slew of stuff <laughs> you could take but uh lucia will post this on the show notes but there's a great collagen um supplement that both of us like that's from a company called great lakes yep and you just drink it and it tastes like nothing so you can drink it with whatever you want and that has helped me tremendously recover from working out and feeling like stronger in in my joints and in my tendons the next day. Yep, and you can take that in supplement form like Hannah's talking about. Is it, it, it almost looks like jello powder. It's like a powdered uh, white substance that you can blend into liquids that doesn't gel. Otherwise, you can be eating foods that are rich in collagen. So the bone broth, making, um, I mean, like crock potting, uh, beef shank or oxtail, any any foods that gel when they're cold, which those would, um, that shows that there's that gelatin and collagen within the foods themselves. So that would be a great step. Another step would be to look at things that help reduce inflammation if we're still worried about inflammation. So the balance of essential fatty acids are omega-3 to omega-6. Fish oil! <laughs> Fish oil is going to be a biggie. Before supplementation, again, though, because it's easy to start to lean on supplements, you could be looking at eating fatty fish. Eat the fish itself. So salmon is a great one. Um, even eating little fish like sardines. That oh, yeah. Have, Lucia loves sardines. Yeah, that have the, <laughs> the bone in, especially. If you can be eating, it's almost like a hybrid of bone broth. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can eat a bone in fish, you're now getting those bones and you're getting the minerals, and you're getting mm. some tiny amounts of cartilage because even a little fish is going to have some of that going on. And then you're also getting the really great balance of those essential fatty acids. That can go a long way. So maybe try buying a can of sardines. Can of sardines, them. some fish oil subs. Never, never tried that before. Oh, oh. Try it. Hannah tried sardines Yeah, did you once. listen to the episode where I ate I sardines for the first time? Yes, I did. So. <laughs> it almost made me want to go buy a jar or a tin of it, but. If you can, if, I was surprised. If, I thought they were going to be so gross, and they just taste like tuna. If anyone can eat a can of tuna, you can eat a can of sardines. You're going to be and fine. you will I'll, like I'll try the sardines better. 
I th- Believe me, I've had uh, a variety of foods that most people have never eaten before <laughs> in time in Mexico. So I, I'm not afraid to try new foods. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just going out and actually doing it. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Cow eyes, cow tongue, brains. Hey, that's all good for you. Yeah. There's tons of different types of tissue in all of those things you just described. And a tongue is actually a muscle. So for everyone who's scared of the tongue, just it's another another muscle meat. It's the same. You're eating a rump. You know, what's the difference? I have a recipe that I'll link to for uh, some. Tongue tacos are probably one of my favorite things. Yes. Yes, Same same here, Felipe. So what's the last piece of advice we can give to Felipe before we... Uh, talk about everything else. Those those are going to be my top three. Oh, good. Yeah. So, fish oil or fish itself. Yep. Uh, what else did we say? Bone broth. Bone broth or col- or a collagen supplement. Both. Yep. You could do both. You could do all of those. You things. can do all those things very easily. And then before all of that, looking at hydration status. Hydration. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Awesome. The last thing I would just say from personal experience is magnesium is really helpful for that. Even though mm-hmm. um, magnesium, it, it's magnesium is just a better recover, like a great recovery thing to have, which might help you have better recovery in your muscle and tendons and have less pain overall. Yep. That's good to know. So get on it. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking my phone call. Of course. Talk we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> that was awesome. So cute. So okay, that if I feel like I understand. I mean, I feel like you, you and I repeat ourselves all the time when it comes to this stuff. You know, everything is connected. It sure is. Literally, I don't want to roll my eyes at that, but it is. <laughs> so, um, anything else that people can think about? If let's say someone has something like a more severe circumstance, like they're really dealing with a lot of arthritic pain. Yeah. Um, like what in that case do you feel like you have some things that people could could do? Yeah, in that case I would really I I would have people start with an elimination diet. So and see what's so like it would be a more severe change in their diet, but um starting them off with the, kind of the basics of an elimination diet. So you're taking out refined sugars, you're taking out refined flours, gluten, um, refined oils, any of that stuff. Um, unfermented soy, great. Those are kind of like the basic tenets of what we do in the Central U. But if after three or so weeks of being on that diet, you're, you still haven't noticed a major improvement, mm-hmm. then I would say looking at adding on an autoimmune um, protocol style of eating where you're taking out some foods that are naturally pretty healthy, like nuts and seeds, um, cocoa, coffee, these things that a lot of people can tolerate, That, but for you that they might be spiking some additional inflammation because mm-hmm. those are ones that and dairy um a few other things legumes that can for certain people spike that inflammation or just reduce your body and your digestive tracts um your digestive tracts ability to heal right. more fully because right. with inflammation like we were saying there's a lot that's going on in our bodies we repeat ourselves a lot but just taking out the offending foods, we also have to work on healing the gut so that it is ready to be, be digesting any and all foods. Mm-hmm. Great. So elimination diet, hydration, um, yeah, the food sensitivities, omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. That ratio, too, in addition to just bringing in those omega-3s with fish or supplementation, is taking out those refined oils. Mm-hmm. So if you eat out at a lot of restaurants and you don't know what oils they're cooking them in or you're especially eating out at um, – cheaper restaurants or opting for cheaper food 
most of the time the, it'll be prepared in refined oils and those are hugely inflammatory for our bodies and, and it's toxic. just they're toxic and it's just like a, such a shame on so many levels that that is where our health industry mm-hmm. or food industry is at um, and it makes our health industry a very uh, one that's engaged with a lot yes <laughs> by all of us yes we're all unhealthy but we're working on it. We are working on it. Yeah. So big takeaways really are that your joints are really important. There's definitely ways to maintain their health and keep them feeling strong and healthy. Um, there's also, it's important to know like what you're actually looking at when you're talking about the joint so that you can figure out what you're doing when you're trying to take care of them. Oh, like taking care of your tendons and ligaments, taking care of your muscle, um, taking care of your full body system. And doing what you can to support what's there. Make it all pretty and shiny and smooth. Yeah. You don't, you probably don't have bad knees unless there's some major structural issue mm-hmm. that you would really likely know about pretty soon if that is the case. Yes. You so, you likely already have an idea if your cartilage is gone. So if you're saying you have bad knees, yeah. I've got, I've got. <laughs> We've got a podcast episode for yes. you. <laughs> I just, speaking, of, okay. My tarot, a, a tarot, I did a tarot reading for a friend the other day and because I've been really practicing a lot of yeah. tarot readings. And there was a card that came up that was like, just illuminated some things in my mind about um, like how many things you're doing are based on excuses. Mm. Or how many things are you stopping yourself from doing based on excuses? And one of the c- most common things I hear is, I have bad knees as an excuse to not change anything. Yeah. Especially to not exercise. And I'm, what I'm saying is that your joint health relies on your <laughs> ability to exercise it yeah. relies on muscle growth it relies on full range of motion it relies on healthy foods and you know making good choices about the way you move if there's some severe pain in there something really severe you there you can always work around that but it's really important to keep your mus- musculature up in yeah. order to protect the, your knees or protect your back protect your body in general you have to be strong mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to do it but you have to do it. Like yep. saying I can't do stuff because of my knees is like you're just stopping yourself from having good knees. Yeah. You're, you're just making the pain worse. You're putting up a barrier. Yeah. Yes. Instead so of moving barriers. through some of that. And yeah. That being There's said, a lot of interplay between right. the that mind and That being said, the body. like joint pain is, is emotional. Mm-hmm. Like body pain is emotional. It's highly emotional. It feels yeah. limiting. It makes you want to cry sometimes <laughs> if especially if you've had <coughs> a diagnosis mm-hmm. and you're missing cartilage or you're arthritic or you you legitimately have to stop doing certain things. It can be very emotional to deal with that pain yep. um, and to know that working, like working on your body is important to know that and still not be able to do it in the way that you thought you should be able to do it. It can be very emotionally draining, Yeah, but can't let it stop you. You got you to gotta be able to start and... I I think that rings so true. That's something personally for me. I have chronic joint pain um, all over the left side of my body, and there I don't have a diagnosis. What makes it really, really hurt when I'm not moving? Mm-hmm. What makes Stiffness. it better when I'm moving? Yes. Yes. So, of course, like for some people, that's going to be limited to um, swimming or something mm-hmm. that's really low impact. But that's but, great. Yeah, that's Love great. It. And for many people, you're going to be able to find a way to do... Um, in, by the way, like weightlifting is not considered impact. 
That's awesome. That's good to know. I just want you to know that. Like, yeah. running is certainly not a good sport if you're having knee pain. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping around a bunch. Make, there's definitely stuff within CrossFit that is not built for people who are dealing with, like, pain, genuine pain in their knees or missing cartilage. But, like, static lifting and, like, tension um, exercises awesome. are great. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you're not going to start off going as heavy as humanly possible, but you absolutely 100% need to... Um, like do resistance exercises, including lifting weights. And then you hop over to a mobility class and then... Stretch it the heck out, man. good to go. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Don't let that stuff hold you back. Yeah. You can be amazing. Yeah. You are amazing. You just have to let yourself see it. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. Aw. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of amazing, thank you to our producer, Taj Ruler, for being amazing all the time. Um, she's like... When you, ha- when you wake up in the morning and you just spring out of bed because nothing hurts. Yeah. That's Taj Ruler. That's <laughs> uh, you should check us out on iTunes and on our Noise Picnic uh, page. Where there's so many other great podcasts on the Noise Picnic family. Yep, noisepicnic.com. Yeah, may I recommend Totes Recall, which yeah. is a super funny podcast um, starring some of our friends who will try to recall a movie they saw once before but it's been a while since they've seen, <laughs> and then they'll actually watch the movie and talk about what they got wrong and what they got right. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's very entertaining. It is. Um, sometimes, if I really have the time, I will listen to it, stop it, watch the movie, <gasps> and then I'll like recap along with them, even though I'm not talking to them. It's interactive. Exactly. <laughs> can be very fun to do. So check us out there and leave us a review like our f- two friends did. We yeah. really appreciate you for yeah. that. Get over to iTunes. It's yeah. easy. Um, lastly, just hit us up at Silicon Podcasts on Twitter because we are tweetaholics. We are. And if you have a question that you want to ask us on the air, get at us. We'll yep. make it happen. Yep. Sweet. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next week on Silconacast. <laughs> Silconacast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit silconacast.libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. For full episode information, you can also visit our website at sulcanafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulcana CrossFit. See you there.